This is TechCrunch. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. You're listening to The Daily Crunch. Week in review, hashtag delete LinkedIn by Lucas Matney. Hey, everyone. Thank you for welcoming me into your inbox yet again. Last week, I talked about SoftBank's big embarrassment and how it could impact venture capital. This week's big story, hashtag delete LinkedIn. Now, before you dial up a quick search, no, LinkedIn isn't currently caught in a scandal. But does a product need to have a deeply toxic culture, a corrupt democracy, or have an ICE contract for you to boycott it? Can't the product itself just be bad? I've thought about writing this for a long time because LinkedIn does serve some purposes, but it's not a professional network, and for the lay user, it's not much of anything. It's built for recruiters and salespeople, and yeah, I'm sure they'll have plenty of great things to say about the doors that have been opened to them. But what about the employed consumers who value professional development and have been convinced that a LinkedIn account is a necessity? Facebook has taught consumers that our data is the price to use their services, but at least we get a little something out of that deal. LinkedIn is just a CRM where the customers all populate their own cells of the spreadsheet. It gives users spam and pop-ups that seem designed to help them find where the notification settings on their phones are. LinkedIn has been remarkably unambitious for a long time. The company is trying to make money, and that's chill. They're trying to live up to Microsoft's expectations by making obvious choices, and I'd imagine it's awfully hard to do that. Enterprise software lives in an eternal cycle of bundling and unbundling, and LinkedIn is long overdue for some startups to come unbundle it. It can keep recruiting, sales, and the millions of hallowed-out users' profiles, but there's so much potential dying on the LinkedIn vine. Investors have raved about the, quote, consumerization of enterprise or bringing consumer-like products deeper into the workplace. There's also been a ton of chatter about startups building bespoke communities focused on tighter verticals. These two trends should lead to some great professional development products, and I'm sure there already are plenty of entrepreneurs building solutions that will pop up in my inbox or the comments. There's nearly endless potential for niche professional networks to flourish, actually innovate, and create connections. LinkedIn is what happens when network effects congeal. It has this data that could be used to create so many good worker-facing products, but instead, the company has monetized itself by going out of its way to obfuscate this data for the majority of its users. I have truly limited faith in LinkedIn turning itself around, so maybe it's time we all walk away from this idea that it has so much untapped potential and we just give up on it to search out some more focused products that have a few users and meet a few needs. Please reach out to me if you're building something cool. You can send me feedback on Twitter at LucasMTNY or email Lucas at TechCrunch.com. All right, on to the rest of the week's news. Trends of the week. 
Here are a few big news items from big companies. Jack and Zuck. Jack Dorsey says an awful lot of nothing for being the guy in charge of Twitter, but he had a lot to say this week, and more importantly, a little to do. He said the company would be uniformly banning political ads on its site, something that will likely help it sidestep some controversy and will turn up the heat for Facebook to do the same. Escape Pods I wrote some harsh words about Juul in my previous newsletter ahead of what seemed like an inevitable reckoning. Well, that reckoning has gotten a bit more codified this week. Altria wrote down $4.5 billion of Juul's value. The company is prepping for major layoffs, including a handful of execs. Layoffs suck, but not quite as much as taking a job at Juul. Fitting in. Google made an interesting hardware play this week, buying Fitbit for $2.1 billion. Hardware has always been a bit of an afterthought for Google, but maybe this purchase will allow them a more concerted push to take on the Apple Watch, or maybe like Nest, they won't have any idea what to do with them. Regardless, it's a relatively soft and dignified landing for Fitbit, which has had a rocky past three years going head-to-head with Apple. Gaffa gaffs. How did the top tech companies screw up this week? Well, this clearly needs its own section in order of badness. Here are the two big headlines. Number one, Facebook pays fine without saying sorry. Facebook agrees to pay UK data watchdogs Cambridge Analytica fine, but settles without admitting liability. And number two, App Store bugs erases ratings. A week-long iOS App Store bug wiped out over 20 million ratings. Disrupt Berlin. Well, it's hard to believe it's already that time of the year again, but we just announced the agenda for Disrupt Berlin, and we've got some all-stars making their way to the stage. I'll be there this year, so get some tickets and come say hey. Three reasons why you should hit up Disrupt Berlin. Number one, learn how to win customers and influence consumers. Number two, three of the best tackle the thorny issue of Brexit for startups. And number three, learn how to raise your first euros. You can sign up for more newsletters in your inbox, including this one, by hitting up TechCrunch.com. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.